Hey Stevie, how doest thou? Happy Memorial Day weekend. Thou doest fantastic. Uh, <laughs> happy Memorial Day weekend to you. And uh, this is a very exciting episode because we have a uh, special guest with us. Do you uh, want to go and introduce yourself? Hey, what's up guys? Chino Marin here of Cinema Junkies. How you guys doing? Doing pretty well. I'm excited to talk about The Witch today. So, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, Chino, I just want to tell us a little bit about what Cinema Junkies is and how people can uh, find your videos before we get started. For sure. Um, Cinema Junkies basically is the, uh, the love child of, uh, of um, <laughs> Screen Junkies and the Schmoes Know. Um, I'm a big fan of both of those uh, YouTube channels. If you guys haven't heard of them, definitely uh, encourage you guys to check them out. Um, and with Screen Junkies, I used to watch a lot, but I got kind of annoyed with them because all they talk about is superheroes. And it's just like superhero movies. And I'm like, there's more movies than just superhero movies. So Exactly, yeah. It was like, I want to talk about other things. And since you guys aren't going to do it, fuck it, I'm going to do it. So I decided to start up Cinema Junkies. And then I contacted my friend Adam, who unfortunately cannot be with us at the moment. He's uh, too busy doing other things. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I started it. And it's been it's only been really a month that we, we started this thing going. But... Uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, this past like three weeks, I haven't been able to do a video because I've been traveling a lot out of the country. But we just did a, a new video now, and we're going to do a review shortly on X Men Apocalypse. We're on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Cinema Junkies um, at Cinema Junkies for Twitter, uh, for Instagram and YouTube, and then Cinema Underscore Junkies on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, we came across your videos uh, when we were searching uh, Jungle Book reviews. We, we tried <laughs> to do an episode on the Jungle Book, but we had some technical It went goals. horribly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we became a fan and, and reached out, and we're really excited to have you today. And uh, one, one note before we get started uh, that's near and dear to Stevie's heart, um, we were watching, I think it was Movie Talk Episode 3, and, you know, you had an idea that just blew our minds about the uh, Nathan Drake, Indiana Jones crossover. Right? That is such a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, Hollywood, call me. <laughs> Absolutely blew my mind because I love that series nearly and dearly. We just did a, about an hour episode on Uncharted 4 alone. Yeah, I'm playing the game now. Like I, I picked it up, uh, you know, the day it came out, and um, I'm on Chapter 9, I want to say, right now. So I... God, it's so good. It doesn't, doesn't disappoint. You have a long, long way to go. <laughs> I know. It takes me a while. Like I said, I'm usually like traveling a lot. I wish I could just take my PlayStation with me and just play pretty much on like plane rides. But uh, unfortunately, not the case. But uh, it's, dude, it's so great. So great. Solid, and since it's a been... solid 16-hour game. Oh, really? It, it's a long game. <laughs> all right, so I'll be done with it in six months. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's usually my, uh, my rate. But yeah, man, I love the series. Um, and of course, you guys, I'm sure, have heard about the nonsense of like wanting to remake or reboot the Indiana Jones, and now they're making a fifth one because Steven Spielberg can't let go, and Harrison Ford, you know, wants to be in it again for whatever reason. So I'm figuring, like, God, it'd be so great if they just didn't touch Indiana Jones anymore and crossed it over with this Uncharted thing. Like they've been talking about making an Uncharted movie. You know, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's right there. It, it's fell, like, it fell through really hard, but hopefully they bring it back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I actually 
you know, I'm not as harsh with certain movies as I should be, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit of nostalgia played factor in Indiana Jones 4 because I still enjoyed it. It wasn't, uh, the alien thing kind of annoyed me. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't think it was terrible. And and I may be the only person on this planet, but I am a Shia LaBeouf fan. So, <laughs> yeah, feel free to crucify me. Oh, no, I am a Shia LaBeouf fan as well. All right, cool, cool. Everybody bust my balls for that, but sorry. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, to get into the, uh, the task at hand here, though, uh, today we're here to talk about The Witch. Um, so for those of you who don't know, The Witch is a horror movie that came out this year, right? Uh, yeah. Not that long ago. Um, an A24 production, um, had a pretty small budget, about $3.5 million. Um, and uh, just to read the little description here off the A24 website, in this exquisitely made and terrifying new horror film, the age-old concepts of witchcraft, black magic, and possession are innovatively brought together to tell the intimate and riveting story of one family's frightful unraveling in the New England wilderness circa 1630. So uh, I watched this movie for the first time this week. Uh, I think Stevie did too. Chino, what you, you, uh, we'll let you kick it off though. What would you think of the movie? I loved it, man. You're talking to probably the biggest horror fan in the planet. Um, if I could just watch horror movies every single day of my life, I would. I absolutely loved it. And especially in a time that we're in now where horror movies are utter shit. Um, <laughs> no doubt. Because, you know, they go right for that PG-13, um, which is like just like the kiss of death for any of these movies. Um, just really the, the jump scares and all that. And this was the complete opposite. This was in the... You know, this was in the vein of like The Exorcist, where it just kind of taps into that like temporal fear, you know. And then you, the religious, the whole religious aspect to it is to me, it just blows my mind because I feel like, especially with American cinema, uh, I watch a lot of horror movies, but I mainly watch foreign horror films. And the biggest thing about American cinema is that anytime religion is involved, they tend to shy away from. So a lot of the stuff that we would see here if they were to have made it in another country for example i don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie quarantine wreck um which correct wreck yep. the original one it was all about religion it was about you know the possession of these people and it was about demons and then of course when they brought it out to the theaters here in the u.s it was about a virus because i guess with mm. americans were too like yeah don't talk to me about jesus oh my god so the whole thing about just being religious and having that and sticking to it, um, I just love it, man. just messes with you so much more. Even if you're not religious, it's just creepy because you can see somebody be like, these crazy religious freaks you know, are like insane that they're willing to do all these things to each other. Um, or for somebody who is religious, it's also scary because you kind of see a different aspect of it. So it plays both sides very well. Yeah, and just uh, since we are spoilers, to cut right to the end, I don't know of a lot of American movies that would have the main heroine. Her conclusion is basically joining a satanic cult. Yeah, <laughs> badass. It's kind of like a happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> so badass. It was like everything that um, Lords of Salem wanted to be, but wasn't. You know, but the Rob Zombie film. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that. It, Lords of Salem had the potential to be something extremely great because visually, Rob Zombie is like a genius when it comes to these things. But he just—it's almost like he relies on like dick and fart jokes when it comes to it. And just, like, the over-excessive use of, like, sex just kind of just, it doesn't do anything. It's just, it just looks stupid, It's you a know? lot of Rob Zombie movies where he does that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, 
you know, the, the, the dildo stroking and all that. I mean, I'm down for that. Any, you know, <laughs> hey, you want to stroke a dildo, by all means, but repeatedly for like two hours? Come on. Come on. So this was, I love it. Beginning to end. Stevie, what do you think? Um, it started off with a boom. Uh, Ralph Innocent's voice is absolutely amazing, who plays our main character, William. Uh, it's so deep. And yeah, sorry, for those of you at home, he plays, uh, De- I'm going to screw up this name, but Dagmar Cleftjaw on Game of Thrones. That's probably where you know him. Um, he's the ironborn who stabs Master Lewin when Theon takes over Winterfell. But sorry, go ahead. But he just has this booming voice and kind of what Chino is getting at. It really starts off religious because, I mean, they're being banished from this colony for heresy, which is, you know, not, you know. Yeah, so were they they being too, I don't don't know if I got that. Were they being too religious? Is that why they got kicked out or, because that happened kind of quick for me. Yeah, I had to watch it the beginning twice just to kind of understand why they were being kicked out because the way they talk is very 1600s. It's so much Shakespearean. You really have to, you have to be on yeah. top of your toes and kind of, you don't have to understand every word they say, but understand kind of what frame of mind they're in and kind of what the subject matter is going at. But uh, yeah, they kicked them out for not, I guess, worshiping Jesus the way that they did. And so off into the woods they go. And I love the camera work in this movie because... It was just so impending, like like when they build the uh, you know the sheds, kind of like the farm out in the middle of these woods. You never see the top of the tree line. It's always like you're encased by the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. camera really plays a character itself in the whole movie. I mean, it's not it's not even like that, like just edgy like placement when it comes to to filming. It was it really played a character, and it it showed you only enough, and it would go so slow. It would pan out, you know, mm-hmm. wide shots, just beautiful, or just yeah, and the uh, the cinematographer Jaron Blaschik, I think is how you say his name. Uh, he filmed, or the, it was filmed at a one to one point six six aspect ratio, uh, which basically means that the horizontal is one and six sixty six hundredths time as long as the vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like an old school way to film. Um, I think the first this is kind of a shady source, but I think the first three James Bond movies were shot in the same aspect ratio in a lot of old Disney films and uh, was designed to give the tree sort of a looming effect over the characters. Uh, so I thought it was pretty cool. That and kind of like what Chino said, there wasn't like jump scares in this movie. It was just kind of like the imagery was really haunting, especially when it kind of got an exorcism um, with, you know, they show like the boy levitating when Caleb got sick and possessed just kind of showed him, you know, just kind of speaking out, uh, kind of thrashing about, saying, I think it was like the witches of the devil's eyes were on him. And then he vomits a kind of like a barely bitten apple and he's out. That scene alone, that kid, I mean, for him to, I mean, he carried, he carried that entire scene. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? You know? Yeah, it was very much the, uh, the exorcist, like the scene on the bed, a super pivotal scene in the movie. And if that yeah. kid doesn't sell it, the whole movie doesn't really work yeah for sure everything man but the, the, when he the kid's walking into the woods and he walks up to the witch's uh, house and the way she comes out you know this i, I love the fact that the, the devil is basically playing on on all their weaknesses you know mm-hmm. this kid this kid we sh- we see in the beginning he has a perversion towards his own sister um you know he he looks at her in in a way that obviously if he's 
out in the wilderness with his family. There's nobody else to look at. And there's his sister who, you know, she's young, but she's showing a little bit of cleavage. And he looks at that and kind of lusts in that. And that same lust essentially is what, uh, what is, makes his demise. You know, it's just, I love it. Love it. And I think that sort of what the movie was getting at, too, is the reason the witch was able to do that sort of glam effect was that she <laughs> she really mashed up the baby and made a baby paste and then uh, covered herself in it. So that yeah. sort of set the tone for the whole <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah it, we're going really dark here. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if I, I kill a child, <laughs> I think the movie gets a, a A plus immediately. Just like Mimic, the first two minutes, I think like two kids are offed. Fucking love <laughs> can't beat that, you know I, what i thought was going to happen originally like maybe she'd circumcise him maybe she'd draw a little blood no she like no. consoled and gretel this child <laughs> and rubbed all of his blood all over her body which i had re- read online which is a flying ointment apparently what yeah I, I had to like go into like the witch wikipedia and apparently that was like the <laughs> flying ointment Okay. <laughs> uh, as as creepy as that scene was, though, I think that the twins in the movie could have easily been one of the creepiest parts. Those kids were weird, and they did a great job, too. Yeah. Did you think that they were actually possessed, or were they just being kids? Um, I think that they were just being kids. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you thought, Stevie, but because it was kind of playing off the whole hysteria thing, kind of like a a crucible almost type reference and then uh the dad threatens to like beat like bash their head in or something and the kid freaks out so i thought they were just kind of playing at it what do you think stevie um i really think they were possessed just because the the goat which was terrifying was black philip um they were like talking to him the whole movie and saying things like he talks to them and at the end where the, I guess, I guess they call it like a goat shed was destroyed. Both the twins were missing and mm-hmm. they, they were probably Hansel and Gretel as well. So I would not be the least bit surprised if they were possessed. Anybody else have any other notes here before we wrap it up? Um, I had one, uh, this is the third A24 distributed or I guess, financed film I've seen this year, Green Room and The Lobster being the other two. And it's the third movie where a dog's died. So that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> Watch out for that. Damn you, A24. <laughs> yeah, they uh, really hate dogs for some odd reason. <laughs> uh, another thing, uh, just, just quick fun fact, the film was only shot in 25 days. Uh, so I thought that was pretty well done. Um, a lot of natural lighting. And the uh, Catherine character, there's another Game of Thrones connection, was played by Kate Dickey, who is uh, Lysa Aaron um, on Game of Thrones. Equally that's as all. crazy yeah. in this movie as she is in Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's all I had. Did you guys have uh, anything else before we get to the last little part here? Um, just a confession, I have never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, what? Oh. Yes, I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there because everybody and their mothers is like, you need to watch it. Do you, like, think you, do you think you will or is it just... I think I will at some point in time. When, when it comes to TV shows, I don't... Yeah, I watch a lot. I mean, I, I only watch movies. Um, it yeah. takes a lot of convincing for me to watch a TV show. Uh, like Dexter, never saw a single damn episode. 
And a f- co-worker of mine was like, you need to watch it. I have the first season. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> and uh, I borrowed it, and I was hooked. Fucking down that shit like, the, in like a week. And then, of course, I bought the box set and all that. But it's rare that I watch TV shows. So, you know, if I guess in due time, maybe when the whole Game of Thrones thing is over in like 10 years down the road, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, try to avoid spoilers for... Uh... 10 years then. Good luck. <laughs> well, I, you know what? One of the things that we talk about on, um, on Movie Talk is uh, trying to avoid uh, trailers and, and spoilers and such. I actually do a very good job at it. Um, you know, I'll only watch, like, the first trailer of any movie. If it's, like, a teaser where it just shows, like, the words and some shit, I'll end up watching the trailer after that, but no more than a trailer. And even when I go to the movies, like, last night I saw Apocalypse... And they showed another trailer for Independence Day Resurgence. I turned to to my girl and I just started talking to her um, and avoided it completely because they just show way too much shit, man. Agreed. Yeah. Like any of us at spoilers are going to see X Men. Would you give that a yes or a no to see X Men? Yeah, for sure. Um, Cool. I'm in the. We just we just finished the episode four movie talk, and I'm actually in the minority because I wasn't a fan of Civil War. And, you know, between, like, all the superhero movies that have come out, like, you know, Batman v Superman, Civil War, now this, I'd have to give it to uh, first place uh, Batman and then X-Men following that and then Civil War. So there's just something more grounded on realism on on the X-Men movies, even though it's a superhero movie. But there's just there's more heart involved than your hokey um, you know, Captain America, Iron Man. Hey, let's be friends. Wait, I hate you. No, I don't. It's just all that is. So right on, uh, Stevie. Any final final notes on the movie? Um, if you're gonna watch The Witch, don't expect like a bloody gore slasher, like almost like the Conjuring jump scare fest. Um, it's really rooted in the performances of the character of the actors and characters themselves. Without those, it's a really weak movie. But since they're so strong and they kind of make you believe, you know, everything that's happening. Because, I mean, you're thrown into this world immediately. You're given no backstory whatsoever when it comes to why they're banished or where they're going. You're just kind of thrown into it, and you have to grow with with the characters. Uh, So I would give this movie an absolute yes, and it's probably my second favorite movie of the year behind 10 Cloverfield Lane. Wow. Oh, yeah. Another good one. (laughs) Which is my absolute favorite movie of the year, and I'm still waiting for a movie to top it. So The Witch came close. Conjuring 2, maybe? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'll give it a, a yes. So it's, it's three yeses. This movie's pasteurized. But um, I wouldn't see it with your super religious uncle. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great horror movie. Probably one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. And for all the reasons that I think Chino and Stevie mentioned, that it's it's not a, a jump scare, cheap uh, thriller. It's more of a psychological, creepy film that really draws you into this 1630 Puritan world, and and you, you kind of get a sense of what it's like to to literally think that you know heaven and hell are are a part of your everyday life and affecting uh, what's going on. So, 
Definite yes for me. So, Chino, one of the things we like to do on uh, spoilers is play a trivia game. Do you have a, a second to play a quick uh, round of trivia? Sure. What's it? What's it based on? Uh, how's your uh, Disney movie knowledge? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, it's rusty. I mean, <laughs> I, I have the movies. I can't say I've seen them in a long time. So All right, <laughs> we'll be super generous with this. And in the name of uh, today's game, we'll put uh, Stevie versus. Chino, it's called When You Witch Upon a Star. Oh, so I'm man. At a, an, an article by the Huffington Post, uh, a, definitive, a definitive ranking of the top 25 Disney villains. So we'll let you guys kick it back and forth till one of you misses, but try and guess. Uh, the, either You can get kind of close. You can say the bad guy from this movie, or if you know the name, that's even better. But uh, Chino, we'll, we'll, st- well, actually, we'll start with Stevie. Stevie, you want to guess of, of someone who's on this top 25? Disney. Uh, I think this person might be number one, but what about Maleficent? Well, she wasn't on the list. What? So you'd be. I oh, already wait, no. lose. Sorry, no, no, no. She's uh, number twelve. Sorry about that. But okay, we're talking about witches or just in general um, villains. Just in general, the villains from the, the villains movies. Yeah, and it, it's it's all the classics here. So, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm. So Maleficent's not on the list. She was number twelve. Okay. Sorry. Um, I would. I'm gonna have to go with my two favorites. Um, I would say Jafar's got to be on the list. Oh yeah, yeah. Jafar, Aladdin is my like my favorite of all time. So Jafar and we'll save, save your second one. We'll, we'll okay, go, okay, okay. go knockout right. style. Yeah, he's number six. Uh, Stevie, go ahead. Boo. What about Scar? It's number one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Chino. Um. What the fuck is her name? The devil. Uh, Cruella Deville. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, I think that's uh, number two. <laughs> the cigarette smoking. Yeah, yeah. Girl the from a uh, clever devil name in Deville. I like it. Stevie, back to you. Um, pa, 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 pa. let's see here. What about Captain Hook? Captain Hook is number fifteen. Yep, nice. from Japan. Shit. Uh, what's the name of the one? Can I use a uh, lifeline? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Sweetheart, yeah. what's the name of the uh, the the fat chicken, uh, Little Mermaid? Oh <laughs> the bad girl? man! Yeah, the evil one. Something with a. It's like sounds like Russian, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh. You're, you're asking the wrong life. Ursula. Oh. Ursula. Yeah. Ursula. Yep. Ursula. <laughs> Number three, Ursula. So we got wow. the top. Yeah. <laughs> the she didn't even help me. She just looked at me. She's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> God, that's, that's really good. So do you need any more? Um, let me see here. I'm trying. Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, the only- she's from Snow White. It's like the evil stepmother or like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <sighs> Who's the fairest of them all? God, I... I can't believe Maleficent's not on the list. Is it like the evil queen from Snow White? The queen from Snow White? Well, yeah, I'll take the evil queen. Uh, it, it, it says Queen Grimhilda, a.k.a. the evil queen. So oh, okay, good. I guess that works. She was number seven, by the way. So I think we almost had the top ten. Oh, um, what's her face? Uh, I don't know if there is a name for her or not. The 
the fucking the the evil stepmother from uh, Cinderella. Yep, yeah, that works. Wicked stepmother, uh, Lady Tremaine. I have never even heard that before, but yeah, AKA Wicked stepmother number five. Not doing too done. bad. Yeah. Shit. Oh, um, I can't remember his name. He's from Pocahontas. He has a purple suit. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll try to go. I guess current for the classics. Would Clayton from Tarzan be on there? Uh, he's number twenty-four. But oh, yeah. just made it. <laughs> yeah. What's the bad guy from uh, Hercules? Guess. Guess. Uh, no. James Hades. Woods. You say Hades? That sounds sounds right. Yeah, it's Hades. It is Hades. Yeah. Is he on there? Because Maleficent's not on there, so I don't know if Hades would even be on there. Hades is top ten, number nine. Oh shit! Cool. James Woods was number nine. Oh man. That's James Woods. That is James Woods, the one and only. Isn't Danny DeVito in that movie too? Yeah, he's like the he pretty he's he's like Danny DeVito the animal. Yeah. Um, guess that's back to me. What is that dude's name from Pocahontas? It's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, what about Gov- Governor Ratcliffe? Who the hell is that? The uh, that's the bad guy from Pocahontas. Uh, and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Exib- exempl- exemplifies bigotry and xenophobia while pillaging the land. <laughs> that's his description on here. <laughs> Chino, you got any more? We're running pretty. Running on fumes now, kind of. I don't know even a lot of these. Um, you said Captain Hook already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, recent Jungle Book, Shere Khan. It's got to be on there. Boom. Yep, Shere Khan is number seventeen. Oh. Nice job. The tiger from. Uh, of course. You got. You like that movie, right? Your I, I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Thank you. I, I, I got I, I got crucified on my own show for liking that movie. What? I didn't love it. I uh, I love the cartoon. So Pappy but, vehemently hated the live action one. The the, the so good, so the good. visuals were great. But I mean, come on, the kid burns down his own. Yeah, house. but you know what? We just you just sat there and watched a, a two hour movie about animals that are talking. And That's true. I bought every minute of it. You know what I mean? Like. It's so good. I loved it. So, uh, Stevie, I think it's the balls in your court. If you got any more, man, um, this is like the most out on like the limb one I can think of. I can't remember if the Black Cauldron was a Disney movie or not, but it's like the Skull King or the Black King or like the Witch King or something like that. I'm sorry, that is not on the list. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Chino reigns supreme. Uh, uh, any more, Chino? Or I mean, you've already won. I actually, you know what? I was gonna say one other one that popped in mind, um, and the only reason I know this name fresh off the top of my head is because I just got the steelbook from uh, England. Uh, Edgar Balthazar from the Aristocrats. Wow! Tell me he's on. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> wow! What a fun. Uh, you're welcome, guys. You're welcome. Holy shit. <laughs> That's impressive. That is uh, so impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, got the, I have the whole like collection, the Disney collection from um, Zavi. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that website, but um, they have beautiful, beautiful steel books, and I just picked up the Aristocrats one. So, 
That's awesome. That's how I roll. I haven't well, seen that movie in years. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it, it, Chino, thanks again for uh, joining us today. That was a lot of fun. And for sure, anytime. I'm, I'm down to do this. This was yeah. cool. This was fun. Absolutely. So, uh, so signing off, I'm Pappy in Minneapolis. And uh, look up Cinema Junkies on YouTube. Check their videos out, especially the X-Men one. Oh, yeah. Coming this weekend. Very nice. I'm uh, Stevie in uh, Mishawaka, Indiana. And uh, like Pappy said, Chino, this was a blast. And you are a Disney trivia master for pulling that out of your ass. <laughs> Pretty impressive, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad I didn't embarrass myself. <laughs> and this was Spoilers. Thanks for listening. Thank you. To leave us a review, search for Spoilers! Exclamation point on your iPhone podcast app and select reviews. You can contact us by tweeting at SpoilersPodcast. We'd also like to thank Chino again for coming to us on loan from Cinema Junkies on YouTube. You can find a link to their videos in our comment section, as well as Josh Hensley of the band The Rutabaga, who composed our theme song. That was